Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. What's up, homie? Not much, man. Not much. Am I, is my is my microphone on? Hello, out there. We're on the air. Welcome to the 1953 Grand Games Opera. Scoops Callahan here. I've got all the scoops. <laughs> Jinkies, that dame is one fine tomato. <laughs> potato, potato. You know, we we. We were watching some like older TV, you know, series and different movies and stuff that when we grew up, you know, in the 80s, you know, you, you watched and it was you watched it innocently as a kid. You really didn't know. And there was so much racist, sexist stuff that we watched in the 70s and 80s. Dude, I, every cartoon, they're like smoking right? and making out. Like, right like what funny was <laughs> right and then everybody's like why why is this generation so messed up it's like did you see i mean we had we had you know a, a bugs bunny was shooting the bill off of a duck <laughs> and dressing up as a woman i mean our cartoons were messed up <laughs> they were dude it's just it was reality is what it was yeah it's <laughs> crazy like, right reality and then you, you watch some of these uh, 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 movies and stuff, and they are so they are so racist. They are they are they are so sexist. Like there was one I can't remember what it was. Gosh, and it was it was uh, it was one of my favorite ones too. Oh, I can't remember for what me, it was, but movie, well, you think about it. For me, that movie, dude, when I was really young, that I saw that I enjoyed, and then once I was old enough realized was like a terrible movie was Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Is I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great movie. I used to laugh my ass off. And like 10 minutes in, I was like, yeah, so wow. This movie should be this this movie should be burned. Like this is yeah, so they're terrible. To, they're trying to ban like the little mermaid. It's like I have Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. you to flip through the catalog for a minute. Would you? Oh like I I like that the little mermaid, you know what? It's about time that Disney started changing up. The some of the 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 look of some of these uh, main characters, like why can't the Little Mermaid be a, a you know a, a a black a black woman? Why can't say Cinderella be an Asian woman? Why can't like why not? These are fairy yeah, tales, do. man. These are kids that yeah. grow up with. Yeah, no, they've made a a concerted effort your, to make it more diverse. Your kid screams in the background, and I fucking <laughs> music, and I told her. Can you guys keep it down to like level two while I record? Let me go remind them. I'll be right back. Jesus Christ. Oh my. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. They can scream in the background. That's the ambiance. 
that's the best part. Normally I get a doorbell on the dog barking or like one of my kids walking up and saying out loud, Oh, are you doing it right now? Oh, no, no, I'm not doing it right now. Yeah. We'll just leave it. It's better than the choppers that go overhead when I'm out in the yard. Like I am What's that? Oh, my neighbors decided he's going to leaf blow my deck for me. That was oh. nice of him. Dude. So what, you know, I saw more shirts went out. I know, uh, uh, you got another one on today, the uh, Aaron Jones one. I love that one. That looks great. Uh, often imitated. And now apparently somebody's duplicated. Don't fall for it. The Packers Without Borders, it's uh, original stuff. It's uh, don't, don't, don't cheapify it. Don't steal it. it. Don't fucking this is, steal it. This is grassroots, man. We're not, listen, Bruce isn't living in a great big comfy house because we do this podcast. I'm not driving, uh, you know, a gold-plated truck because we do this podcast. A lot of this comes right out of our own pocket. So, you know, when we're trying to, you know, just like those fundraisers that the kids do, you know, is we're trying to fundraise this so that exactly. it doesn't cost so much money out of our own pockets. Yeah. You know, you know what? Don't don't cheapify it. Don't rip it off. Don't knock it off just because you saw. Like nobody's listen. credit where credit is due. Just like we do to everybody yeah. else, we ask for that same respect. So my, my son brought home a box of uh, Laura Secord. Do you guys have Laura Secord in the States? Laura Secord? She? She's uh, probably about, uh, it's from the 1800s. <laughs> so she's a famous chocolatier, okay? Maybe it's just Canadian. So anyway, they make really good chocolate, right? Nice milk chocolate. And they do everything, right? You name it, they make it. I was and, joking because uh, I thought it was like a medication. Do you have like some sort of medication? But it was literally a chocolate you're talking about. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Way to ruin. Way to ruin everything, Bruce. This is why we can't have nice things. So uh, I do it every 69 episodes. Every 69. So uh, I get to 68 and then something gets stuck in my throat. Correct. So we get to uh, uh, every year. I'm sure every parent has this. Your kid comes home with a box of chocolates, uh, uh, you know, uh, sometimes in the fall, they do this thing with uh, Manitoba harvest where you can buy, you know, 25 pounds of vegetables or, you know what yep. I mean? Or they, yep. it was just, you know, they, or they have the flower drives, whatever it is this month, right. This, yep. the school is fundraising. And uh, so my son comes home with another box of chocolates and it, it's terrible in our town because it's so small. And there's so many kids, right. Yeah. So every house has, these cases. 20, yeah, everybody has yeah. 10 cases in the fridge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's yeah, kids knocking at the door. Hello, would you like to buy? I have two cases sitting right here. I'm good. Thanks, pal. Right? Like that, you, is, that is the best thing of having older kids is we no longer deal with that shit. Like my daughter had her fundraiser for orchestra and they just send yeah. out a link and ask for money, dude. So I just post the link and then yeah. good luck. You know, that's all I do. Yeah, <laughs> I got that link. And you know what? I tried to, I was going to talk to you about that. I tried to donate and it won't accept my Canadian credit card. Well, interesting. Yeah, that's exactly what I said too. So I sent them an email because there's a contact thing at the bottom. And I clicked on it and I said, hey, I'm having trouble donating here. I mean, I wasn't going to donate the uh, half million dollars she needs, but you know, couple of bucks here and there it all adds up yeah so uh uh I, I my son brings home this case and usually the cases it's like oh we're, it's 20 bucks and so i just send them with 20 bucks well, yeah just a check for 20 bucks you just done. Here, done take it take it, it. 
Yep. Taking I'm not gold. Put any effort to have to walk house to house to sell a dollar of chocolate or whatever, two bucks of chocolate, two bucks a box or whatever it is. Yeah. You got to sell ten boxes each or whatever, right? Yep. So, um, do they have uh, prizes? Well, they do, they do for the one that sells the most, of course, just, right? Just like first place. Well, there's first, second, and third, and this this is my son. Okay, so first place is like it's like a a tablet or something. Right. And yep. then second place is like a little, um, what, uh, you know, uh, the like uh, MP3 player, but it's an iTunes, like the iPad. Yeah, What's it called? Touch. Yeah. I, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then third place, and this is the funny part, is they have a VCR still in its box, okay, taped, never been used, and they've got six movies to go with it. OK, oh, that's and awesome. these are old, old movies. Right. And we've got in the basement, I don't know, a, pro a case with about 50 or 100, Same. you know, Same. and nobody's watched these things in 20 years. And uh, my son's like, that's it. I, I want the VCR. That's that's the thing. I'm like, you don't want the, the iPad or anything. Else? No, no. VCR. That's I got to have that. And I'm like, you know, I could probably go on Amazon and buy one for about six bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the Chuck E. Cheese's in the like the where you yeah. have like the pizza or like the food and then the video games that give you tickets to buy stuff. And you have to spend like $150 in tickets to bring like four lollipops, yeah. a, fucking, yeah. a ring in the shape of a spider, <laughs> and like a tiny, yeah. and a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, it's like the cheapest of all. We spent $3 on these gifts, right? Like the cheapest. Wait. So. So Dude, he tiny finger trap uh PC. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing you put your fingers in it like that. I actually met a girl. Never mind. So Talking. we uh we we there was these two girls in university, Chinese. I'll, nope. I'll get into anyway. Yeah, it, we couldn't we couldn't get up. So moral of the story, cold water. So um he brings this case home. And I go, I say to my wife right away, right? Like I reach into my pocket as he brings it home. And I'm like, okay, so what am I on the hook for? It was 90 bucks. It was 90 bucks for this case. I was like, what am I, what am I buying? A fucking dialysis machine? With 90 bucks. I'm like, my, my, my cell phone bill isn't that much. What am I, what am I buying? Right? Like. What, what's happening here? You're buying a new roof for the school is what you're <laughs> buying. Am I the only one paying? Right? Like, <laughs> like what the hell? So my my uncle, bless his heart, doesn't even think about the price. He always says this, give me two cases. Right? Yeah. And then he takes them over to my aunt's family and they just, they just hand them out. Yeah. Right? They just give yeah. them. She's got a huge family. So they just hand them all out. Here, you get what you get type deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, bless his heart, came by, bought two cases. I handed Wyatt the money and he was like, hot damn. So <laughs> hot off the presses. Yeah, yeah. Woo, these are crispy. Let me let me make it rain. No, so uh uh he's excited. He's 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 got his name in twice for the draw for the VCR. Okay. Right? So every so, every case oh. is the draw. Yeah, but it, the, like so there's a prize for the guy that sells the most. And yeah. then second place, and then everybody gets their name put in for the draw for the Depending VCR. How many times? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's got his name in twice, and he goes, one is all I need. I'm like, so oh, I love the confidence. <laughs> man. But if you, have your, if you have your father's luck, you're going to need about 400. I was going to say. <laughs> 
okay, dude, I want you to tell, explain the lottery story because that is really interesting because the okay. number 210 has a lot of significance in my life and it's really fucking weird how that number just follows us. My son, my son was born on 210. Crazy. Right. And you know what time of the day it was? 210. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't remember. It was in the morning. It was in the morning. <laughs> but, but it was 210 somewhere. <laughs> so 210 seems to just pop up. It seems to just pop up. And it's almost like, um, I, I like to refer to it as like a deja vu, right? Yeah, if yeah. you have one of those deja vus, what that tells me, what that means to me is, is that you're in line with the universe. You're right where you're supposed to be. And everything that you did behind you has been justified. Correct. You're, you see you're it, right where like you're supposed to be. Button. Exactly. Yeah. So I... I Whenever I see 210 or something comes up 210, it's always kind of like a reminder that I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is what I was supposed to be doing. So uh, right now uh, we have what's up here called uh, the Lotto Max, right? And so it's a $70 million grand prize. And then they have these things called Max Millions. And it's up to, I think it's like 40 max millions. So this is what they do. They have one draw for 70 million bucks. And then they have 40 individual draws for a million bucks each Sweet. on the same ticket. So you get like 41 chances at at least a million bucks, right? And they'll keep going. Somebody doesn't win it. We'll go to 58. Max See in Canada, all the money that comes into the lottery has to stay in the draw. Correct. Right? Like, so it's not one of these, you know, oh, we sold $100 million worth of tickets and we're going to give away $5 million. No, when they sell $30 million worth of tickets, the jackpot goes up $30 million. That's what it is here. Right? Well, like I, yeah, but here's the, here's the main difference. When I win $70 million, they cut me a check for $70 million and there's no tax. Right. And I don't pay tax on that. My bank account goes up $70 million. And uh, have a nice day. Thank you very much, government. And that's how that goes. Now, they get you like they do in the States on any interest that you make on that money. So if I put that money in the bank or whatever, they, they, they call that capital well. gains, right? Yep. Capital gains. And so they tax you on that and they tax you through the fucking tits. Yeah. Like it's, it's like 41% or something. Yeah, like so they're they like, we're coming the for it. They're smart. They yeah. take it on the back end. Yeah. So what you want to do is, is try and diversify it into a hundred million different fucking things. You win 70 million bucks. I suggest that you buy some real estate, right? Like you move you out of the plug in that stuff away. Oh yeah. yeah move to, yeah. Move, move to the Dominican where uh, it's worth, you know, $700 billion or something. Yeah. Just so, buy an uh, island. That's all you need to do. So uh, last week, last week uh, uh, I went into, uh, I, I, I have a, this is my, this is my fix. This is my glitch. This is my, you know, naughty pleasure is that I buy these lottery tickets, right? And I don't, I don't get hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth. I get, uh, you know, 10, $20 worth, that sort of thing. And I love the fact that 10, $20 worth, if somebody in my province or even in my city or something wins for the night or two, I can kind of dream that it was me and this is what I would do. And these are the people I would, you know, it's kind of a nice, uh, it's a nice way to spend 20 bucks. I get to dream sure. for a couple of hours. So I go up to the uh, till and I'm getting gas. The fuel light was on. And so I grab a bag of chips and I grab a Coke and I throw it up onto the counter. And I'm just kind of like, bah, 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 bah. and the girl says, what can I get for you? And I go, I'll get my uh, $24 super pack. That's what they call it. And you get like a $4 draw for this, a $6 draw for that, right? It adds up to 24 bucks. So the goes up to the counter, she punches that in. The gas tank goes click. 
they go, okay, she punches in the number and the total came out to $210 flat. And I mean, the gas was something like 168.73, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it was so random, but it came out to $210 flat. And I thought, wow, right? That's, <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's a good thing I'm buying these tickets. Well, I went and I checked my tickets and on the main prize ticket, I won $50 and 90 cents. Yeah. Okay. And I scanned it again because you never win cents. It's always increments. You win $2, you win $5, you win $10, sure. 25, yeah. right? Not it, like it's, that. It's a change. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, ah, congratulations. $12.31 richer. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. who cares? Keep the 31 cents, right? So I scanned it again. It says $50.90. And I was like, oh, wow. And there's, I have a, a ticket that you know where you check yeah, your numbers yeah. and, and 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 bruce has got a set of numbers he he put his set of numbers in there and when it's like 70 million bucks i play that ticket yep. and that ticket plus my regular tickets equals like 53 bucks mm -hmm. okay so when it's at its maximum i spend 53 bucks normally 20 bucks 24 bucks this i, I spent double when it's 70 million with all these big you know i gotta double my chances and i'm a little bit crazy okay you so go get a ticket with the numbers two and ten on it Right. I, I have that. My numbers have all of our birthdays on it. So there's two, 10, there's 12, right? Like all of it's on there. So I walk up to the till and I give the girl my thing and she goes, Oh, okay. Uh, $50 and 90 cents. He says, he says, Oh, that's such a weird number. I've never seen it so specific. I said, I know that's weird. And he goes, anything else? I said, yeah. And I hand him the ticket to, to, to punch through and he punches it through and he goes, okay, $53. He goes, minus the 50, 90, you won. He goes, means you owe me $2.10. That's fucking insane. My heart fell out of my chest. Like, I, I couldn't breathe for a second. Yeah. I was like, what? What? Two what? How? What? In all the years, and I've been playing the lottery 40 or 20 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've never won anything with cents. It's always been 50, 100, 5, 10. It's always been something like that. And... Uh, so they did the draw last night for 70 million bucks. Nobody won it. So this week, okay, this mm -hmm. week it's, it's a, uh, let me see if I can bring it up here real quick. No. Why would I be able to bring it up here real quick? Right. Cause we're on the air. We're on the hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey and night tonight. I found a, uh, while you're looking for that. So now it's, it's 70 million plus 33, $1 million prizes for Tuesday, September 27th. A little shout out. To the uh, Western Canadian Lottery Commission, hashtag not a sponsor, hashtag give me the money. Very nice, dude. So same with me, 210. I've got my kind of 210 origin story as well. You know, is uh, it's so crazy because I'm looking at the symbolism of what the number actually means. And it's, it's just, it's fascinating, dude. There's like literally like research and data on the number 210. Pretty awesome. So I was uh, at the state finals for swimming and diving for uh, my high school. And it was in Dallas, Texas. And we went to um, like the dinner before, we all went to kind of like this Chinese buffet or something, right? To go have uh, food. And we go and we're all sitting there and we all had the buffet, whatever it was. And as we had to pay, there was, you know, the lady the was going around the table collecting the people's money, right, for each check, because there's, what, 50 kids or whatever, right? And as she starts going around, um, 
the the change so i paid with a ten dollar bill and she goes 210 and she gave me two bucks and a 10 cent dime and then she went through the table and it after about the third or fourth we're like okay that's really fucking funny so everybody started taking out a ten dollar bill so she went around the entire fucking table and said Crazy. 210 at least 50 times and since then the number just stuck like that was the original time that i uh, did that and 210 dude so here you go um, if you've been seeing 210, the angel number in your everyday life, know that better days are on their way. Be secure in the knowledge that the universe has heard your prayers, your heavenly messengers and their constant assistance are nearby. Give up all your worries and concerns about your life. Maintain a good attitude and optimistic outlook on life. Like that's, it's just, it's, it's, it makes a, you feel good. It makes right? you feel good. Yes. Now, I don't care. I don't care if it, if it's actual, I don't care if it's random. I don't, I don't, you get speculation, perspiration, masturbation, constipation. Listen, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Right. It's like when you go to a grave site and you stand there and you talk to the grave, there's nobody listening to you. Well, maybe there is. And that little bit of hope, that little bit of whatever gets you through an awful lot, man. Dolores Warden from the cranberries. That, that was, that's quite an experience. You know, I I had uh, uh, I had uh, uh, left my job and I was at a crossroads and I didn't want to start again somewhere else and fight and, you know, just not feel like I was getting anywhere ahead or getting anything. And I was thinking to myself, life can't be nine to five, Monday to Friday. Uh, the boss owns me. Life yeah. can't be like this. It has to be more. It just has to. We can't be on this planet. And so. I went back to my reset place and that's where I'm from. That's soon arrows. And my grandfather's grave is out there. Mm -hmm. And I went out there, I was by myself. And I mean, a lot of the times it's just like my meeting with God that I had when I was out there, right? He doesn't speak, but somehow he gives me all the answers. Right. And I'm standing there by the gravesite, and I'm just, I'm just downloading everything because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, let's be honest, your wife probably doesn't tell you some of the stresses thinking about, right. And there's a lot of stresses that we think about that. We don't tell our wives. We don't oh, tell no, my you wife know, I me all her stresses. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I didn't tell my wife, you know, and it's probably bad, but I didn't tell my wife about some of the financial troubles we were having because I was fighting and working so hard to get them out. And, and I ended up, it ended up working itself out, but I didn't need her worrying about it because then it would put twice the pressure that I've already got on me. And trust me, we all know you put the most amount of pressure on yourself and nobody else does. You do. Right. So I'm downloading all of this at this empty grave site in the middle of bumfrick nowhere, Canada, in the middle of the woods. I am by myself. It took me three and a half hours to drive out there and I'm just unloading it, getting off my chest. Right. Yeah. And I say out loud kind of to myself, I go, am I just speaking to some stone, right? Is the universe, is there just nothing after, you know, death? Is that it? Am I out here just talking to myself and I'm the one that needs to just figure this out and why bother doing this? I said, can you even hear me? And that's what I said to my grandfather, like out loud, right? Can you even hear me? And I, I swear to you, a second, not even a second. As soon as I say, can you even hear me? A deer, a big 10 point buck deer walked yeah. right out of the woods. I mean, seven, eight feet from where I'm standing. Yeah. I, I could have almost reached out and touched it. And my grandfather was a huge hunter 
And all he had was deer heads everywhere. It's a fishing lodge. So there's deer heads everywhere. And that thing came out, stared at me for a minute, looked me up and down, turned around and walked back into the woods. And I said out loud, okay, you can hear me. I'll tell you, that's the sign. That's the slam in the head. I'm not one of those guys that, you know, oh, look, it turned over. uh, It's a a heads up nickel. That means your life's going to change. No, no, no. I need a sign. Like, remember Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Almighty, or whatever it was, right? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Oh, Oh, it's even named. It's even named after Michael. Bruce is the greatest name ever created in the universe of man bruce is the but best you remember remember when he's driving and he goes god i need a sign yep. and the truck pulls out in front of him yep. and it says signs everywhere on yep. it that's what i need is that yep. take a mackerel and slap me in the face with it because yep. i'm not registering anything else yep. right yeah and when i see 210 that's it that's yep. the mackerel in the face right yep. so it's it's interesting now of course i didn't win the 70 million bucks but Part of those tickets I, I bought were for two draws that are happening tonight, too. So, maybe. Know. Did you see the rumor that Tom Brady had retired? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's, we, we've been going for almost half the show. Let's, let's take a break. We got uh, Dr. Deepak uh, right after the break, going to give us uh, the breakdown of the injuries uh, for all your fantasy football guys. So, we'll be right back. Brussels in Belgium, Central Illinois, LA, California, Nova Scotia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Northern Wisconsin, Sweden, Sheffield, we're in Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky, Seattle, Chita, Kansas, from the UK, Chicago, Illinois, Ranger, Indiana, from Melbourne, Australia, Omaha, Nebraska, Cincinnati, from Ohio, Nebraska, San Diego, from Willow Springs, Illinois, California, Nebraska, from Northern Michigan, Austin, Texas, California, LA, California, Turkey, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Indiana, Southern Cali, you were listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris, to a show, watch the glow in the spotlight. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.myshopify.com and tea public if you want cups mugs and those types of things you can also visit us on patreon.com front slash packers without borders and give us some money and audible trial.com front slash packers without borders give them a click check them out try that 30 day free trial with them and enjoy your books you can also use coupon code dos papas for all your manscaped products peace and go pack go <laughs> you need to. Hey, oh. Love it. This is Packers Without Borders. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. Like happiness is the truth because I'm the happy level. I am your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's the pr-
prescription. Thanks for joining today. I am your host, Dr. Deepak Chona, but you should call me Pac. This week three injury list is so extensive, it would make you think it's like week 15. So we're just going to dive right in. Starting with Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. Now, fractured rib cartilage has him a true game time decision for week three. I would lean towards him playing. Friday's DNP was a planned rest day, and the fact that he's gotten in some throwing work does bode well. Position players average two weeks for this injury, but quarterbacks tend to return a little faster, and Herbert will be about 10 days out. If he does play, expect the focus to be on the short passing game to keep him protected, get the ball out of his hands. Deep balls and, of course, hits are going to cause him the most pain. I'm optimistic, but I'd keep a backup ready. Next up, Alvin Kamara running back for the Saints, another case of fractured rib cartilage. Kamara does look poised to return in week 3. He'll be right at that 2 week average recovery timeline for position players. And as long as he doesn't take any big hits to the injured area, our algorithm projects a nearly fully explosive version of himself. No major snap count limitations are anticipated, but in-game re-aggravation of this injury is a real risk. Next up, Michael Pittman, wide receiver for the Colts. Highly likely to play, he's about 10 days out from sustaining that quad injury. Now, most quad contusions and strains take at least two weeks for players to return to their normal levels, but an 80% Pittman is still a startable wide receiver in most year-long fantasy formats, considering you got him probably around uh, round five in your draft. He is a risky pick for DFS because of that 20% projected performance dip, but at least you know he's going to get targets, so in PPR, he's still pretty reasonable in an offense that is lacking other weapons on the perimeter. Next up, James Conner. Now, Connor will almost certainly be a true game time decision. I would lean towards him playing. Low severity, low ankle sprains, like the ones suggested by his injury video and his practice progression so far, don't tend to result in major performance dips for players. However, the Cardinals' backfield's pretty deep, and teams do, do tend to spread the touches around when their lead back has an ankle sprain. I'd avoid him in DFS format. Next up, George Kittle. Kittle is officially off the injury report, as we expected now almost three weeks removed from his grade 2 groin strain, which is about league average for return timeline. At this point, our data would suggest that Kittle should be about 90% of himself, or in other words, a very reasonable starting option at tight end for year-long or DFS formats. There is about a 20% recurrence risk to watch out for in his first two games back, but if he avoids that outcome, then we'd expect him to be pretty much back to normal the rest of the way. Next up, Chris Godwin. Now Godwin got ruled out for the second week in a row. When we first saw the injury video, we anticipated a week five or six return. Hamstring strains only average about three weeks for wide receivers, but strong hamstrings protect the ACL that he had surgically reconstructed only eight months ago. Now if I'm his doc, I'm advising him to go slow, protect that knee at all costs. At week six, he should be about 90% of where he was during week one. By November, he projects to be about 90% of where he was last year before the ACL tear. Strong buy low candidate if you have the patience to wait. Next up, another strong buy low candidate, Michael Gallup. 
His practice progression and comments from the Cowboys' leadership, especially Stephen Jones, their COO, suggest that Gallup will be active against the Giants, but he'd be beating the typical timelines by about two months if he does so. Functionally, that means we should expect to see major limitations in endurance and snap counts. Given his profile as a 26-year-old wide receiver, 50th percentile pre-injury athletic metrics, our algorithm projects return of 90% of his pre-injury form in December. He does have a nice upgraded role, and the fact that Dak Prescott will be returning mid-season does make Gallup a strong buy-low candidate in dynasty and year-long formats for me, but he's too risky to start in the next two to four weeks. Next up, Cowboys teammate Dalton Schultz. Schultz injured his PCL about a week ago, and he will very likely miss week three. This knee remains relatively stable with the injury, so the key is just getting the swelling down and the motion back to normal. That generally doesn't take more than about two weeks for NFL players, so Schultz has a pretty reasonable chance to play week four or five. The thing, though, is that with these in-season PCL injuries, they do tend to affect production, and you can look no further than his teammate Zeke Elliott from last year. So Schultz is probably not looking fully like his old self for about four weeks post-injury. Next, Rondale Moore. He sustained a reportedly severe hamstring strain leading up to week one, and he is now out for week three. These average four to six weeks for wide receivers, the biggest impact generally is seen on speed-oriented players like Rondale Moore. So the hamstrings are major drivers of sprinting ability, and that's really where this comes into play. Expect more to progress and return to practice over the next one to two weeks. Next up, J.K. Dobbins. Now Dobbins is 14 months out from a combination of injuries, ACL plus LCL plus meniscus, and that averages about 15 months return for players. Based on his progression, we'd lean towards him seeing some playing time in week three, but it is very much a game time call. There's no format, however, in which we would safely plan to start him in lineups at the moment. The typical progression for young running backs off of this type of major knee surgery involves a four week ramp up in snap count. By the midpoint of the season, we project the return of about 85% of Dobbins' pre-injury explosiveness, but we consider him a pretty risky start at best before week six. Next up, Ravens teammate Devin Duvernay. Coming off the concussion, Duvernay should be right back at his pre-injury productivity. That's great news for owners who recently scooped him up off waivers with high hopes after that 103-yard kickoff return to start off week two and then two receiving touchdowns in week one. Don't let the injury designation scare you too far away if you had prior plans to start Duvernay. Concussions, as we just saw with T. Higgins, don't tend to drop performance for wide receivers. So Duvernay should be right back to where he was in the end of week two. Next up, Zach Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson has been out for a while. Look for him to progress in practice next week and make his season debut probably week four. Typical return timelines for bone bruises which is his rate-limiting step now that the meniscus recovery is essentially complete, takes six to eight weeks, and he'll be close to the upper end of that range. QBs don't see much of a performance drop, so as long as he doesn't experience a setback in the near future, he should be back to pre-injury form against the Steelers. Next is Dak Prescott. Dak has stayed on our, on our radar because of the mixed reporting on the timeline out of Dallas. Nor normal return takes about five to six weeks, so we're still projecting Dak back in week 7 or 8 for the Cowboys, with pre-injury level of play returning around week 10. Now Jerry Jones made some comments suggesting week 5 is a target for Dak, 
but it's hard to imagine him beating established timelines for quarterbacks on a thumb injury on his throwing hand by a full two weeks. Next up, Jameis Winston. Jameis reportedly has four fractures in his back, most likely transverse or spinous process fractures, which means they're structurally stable but very painful. Normal pocket-based play won't really worsen this injury, but a big hit could definitely result in more pain that could also affect how he plays. Practice progression suggests that he won't miss game time this week, however. Next up, running back for the Lions, DeAndre Swift. Swift is again listed as questionable with an ankle injury, but we'd again expect him to play. Ankle sprains for running backs who are logging consistent practice time, which Swift currently is, do not tend to drop their per-play productivity. The thing to keep in mind, though, is that their backups do tend to get a slight bump up in opportunity, and that's kind of what the trend we're looking for from DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams this week. Next, Gabe Davis. Davis is trending towards playing only eight days removed from his ankle sprain. His practice video didn't look awesome from this week, but working in his favor is SMA data pointing to minimal impact on wide receiver performance for low severity ankle sprains. Overall, we consider him a risky start, but also a reasonable one to make in most formats. Next, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy. Huge week one, and then of course, knocked out of week two with rib and shoulder injuries. Video suggested a low severity AC joint sprain, and that's an injury to the shoulder. And negative x-rays would mean everything is structurally stable, so this would come down to pain control. We would lean based on his progression towards Judy being out there. The problem is, even if he plays, there is some performance impact expected, probably 10 to 20%, but his diagnosis is a little unclear, so we can't really narrow that range down any with any more certainty. Buyer beware also that he is playing Sunday night, so if I have other backup options during the Sunday or Monday night games, then I'd consider waiting on Judy's active-inactive decision. But if that's not the case, even as a Judy owner, I'd rather play somebody else than risk the goose egg in his spot. Next, Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Chargers. Now, initial reports of a mild hamstring strain made Allen a likely go for a week three at about 90% of his prior form. He was progressing exactly on the expected track, except that then he missed practice Friday. And that means either a setback or an initial understatement of the injury severity. The most common trend we'd see here is three limited practices in a row before returning to game action. So Friday's DNP does make his projection, it takes his projection down from a 75% chance of playing down to slightly below 50%. So it's a pretty big deal. That in combination with the uncertainty around the Herbert injury mean Allen is probably going to be a highly volatile volatile player this week. Either way, we wouldn't expect his absence to last much longer as three weeks is the typical timeline for most wide receiver hamstrings. And that is all we got for you today. Again, I am Deepak Chona with SportsMed Analytics. If you like what, you, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, hit us up on Twitter, follow SportMD Analysis, and if we missed anybody, tweet at me with your questions and we will get them answered. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at SportsMed Analytics as well. We will keep you updated with all the winning edges in fantasy football injuries, and you just keep on listening. Until next time, signing off. All right, cool. That guy, he is so knowledgeable. You know, he's got such expertise.
Yeah. He's got such expertise. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Thanks, Doc. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I hope he likes I put together that little intro there. I hope he likes that little intro there for him. Uh, I tried to spice it up a little bit, uh, a yeah. little production value. But there was a rumor that uh, Tom Brady retired, what was it four days ago? Personal issues or something like that? Yeah. No such luck. <laughs> no so such luck. Tom Brady again. Yeah. That damn Tom Brady. So break it down, Bruce. I saw that you have the thread. You've got the paper. Let's do it. Okay. I just, I, this game, as much as we're going to want to ground and pound. So I went into different meetings that we've had in the past. And obviously Brady, um, three and one, right? I mean, it's he, just the Bucks in general, the way that they play and the way that they play us and what we've struggled with is they take away the pass. Yeah. That's what they do. So the whole, our running backs are really good. This day's NFL for them is designed. If you stop the pass, then you're going to force them to have to run on you. And we trust that our defense is better than your offensive line. Yep. That's what this game is going to be. There's going to be passing. And I know that players are out and that kind of changes the dynamic quite a bit, but they're out on both sides, right? So we're expecting a heavy dose of Fournette. We're expecting a heavy dose of Dylan, a heavy dose of Aaron Jones. Um, But dude, I mean, Lewis has got a little hammy or groin issue right now. So everybody's a little bit banged up after, two weeks because that game against the bears, as much as it's a blowout, I understand that um, bears have always been very physical. You know what I mean? Like you you come out beat up, whether you kick the shit out of them in the score, you come out beat up from a bears game every fucking time. You need to get the bumps and bruises so that you can get kind of numb for the season. And this is the bumps and bruises and, and Cobb Cobby there has had an illness. There seems to be an illness that's been going uh, through the uh, camp. Uh, Mason Crosby's got the illness. Illness. He looks like he's going to be ready to go. Uh, Mason, by the way, looks pretty good. Three for three for the leading scorer in Packers history. So it's pretty a good. luxury that people forget about for a long time until he has, you know, two seasons where he misses a couple field goals and we all fucking stress, but he's automatic. Yeah. yeah. So who's so, got the better running back? So here you go. Let's the overall power rankings. Um, on PFF, when you combine all the grades of everything from special teams, individual player grades, everything, their overall power rankings, they have Tampa Bay second as an overall team. Um, and Green Bay is fifth. So both top five, obviously, um, Tampa Bay, because their offense is first, they're first in big plays. They're just, they're first in offense. That's what they are. We are third. So with, with everything that we had and, and the shitstorm that was week one, we're still ranked in terms of efficiency, um, fifth or uh, I'm sorry, third in offense. Now, the big advantage that we have, obviously, on paper and that we've seen that maybe has not translated, that we want to translate, is that the defense is ranked fourth and Tampa Bay's is 11th. So our defense is showing up. It doesn't eyeball test, feel like they're there yet, which means that if they're already at four and playing like this, holy fuck with this defense, right, if they put it together. Yeah. Yeah. This defense looks like it's, it's again, and I'm going to use my old chainsaw, you know, uh, 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 analogy, this defense looks like it's sputtering like my old chainsaw and it just needs the carb to be cleaned out just a little bit so that it's running at peak. But even at sputtering, it looks pretty damn good. 
We had some rev moments. You remember that hit that Stokes had and, uh, you know, Jair's interception and Gary and Clark manhandling. I mean, it is the Bears. Dude, it doesn't matter. Kenny Clark's pressure percentage right now is insane. It's If he sustains this, like, it's impossible to sustain what he's doing right now in terms yeah. of her attempts, pressures, and the hurries that we're creating with Preston, Gary, and Clark is just, dude, it's going to open. I'm telling you, it's, they're starting to gel. They're starting to mold. I mean, Kenny Clark, they're still doubling up, which is why you're seeing Preston just destroying on one side. And yeah, you know, it, it's just, if we stay healthy, holy shit, man, because they're starting to get that swagger, it looks like. That swagger. Uh-huh. That sounded, swagger. There's a little twang there, dude, but for sure. So. You know, they have an advantage overall when you look at it, but when you dive in, you look at um, the QBRs for both of these players that are playing in the 70s. Aaron Rodgers is a 74, Tampa's quarterback, the guy that we all fuck. God damn you, Brady. The man that should be named later. Yes. (laughs) So we lead in that, running backs. So Aaron Jones is ranked second overall running back in 85.3. I know, first- yeah. It's, you have one good game after two. Some of these stats after two games are a little slanted because, but yeah, like Nick Chubb. Is- Nick Chubb looks like he's going to run for four thousand yards this so year. Who do you it's think like he's, he's never going to. So he's number one as of last week with what the sample size that we saw. Nick Chubb is just the most automatic machine of a running back that exists. Like that's yeah. his, I mean, But again. Again, he's going to have an off game. He's going to have a game where he gets shut down. Like everybody looks at the stats and goes, hey, he's got to rush for 3,000 yards. It's like, well, keep in mind. (laughs) And Dylan is fourth with a 79.1. So, look, dude, our defense, I I really want to see how our our tackling, um, because a tackling team is a very good run-stopping team basically right like if you can tackle them and they're not breaking tackles because they're going to get they're going to get theirs on plays designs but when it's mano a mano dude you got to fucking take that motherfucker down as soon as you meet him you know what i mean like no arm tackles like lay the fucking wood on that running back and make him think about hitting that fucking a gap or bouncing it outside because we're going to fucking destroy you yeah yeah yeah, I think we see a double dose of Dylan, and I think we see a double dose of Fournette, right? I think that's what Tampa's going to do. That's what we're going to do. But at the same time, I'm going to look across the field there, and I'm going to see 87 Romeo Dobbs lined up, ready to turn it up. Turn it up! He's going to lead. He's going to lead the team. You understand that, right? Of course, because, you know, George Pickens is the next coming of Jesus. And last time that happened, uh, we had uh, Dobbs climb the ladder. Yeah. Fall out of the air when they were starting to give us a little Pickens talk. Was like their favorite wide receiver for that area. Fuck you. We didn't take you, George. We took Watson. And then we took Dobbs later. And it appears that our fourth round pick might be better. Oh, he's not Mike. He's not Mike. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. We're about to see it. So what have you got here? What's your score? Packers bucks. What's 20 your score? to 13. Officially now I'm at 20 to 13, buddy. Packers win 20 to 13. 20 to 13. See, and I think it's going to be 27, 17. So you went up the other way. I just, I'm trying to think of defensively, if we can get a, a score defensively because that's what had me on Wednesday going up to 27, you know, like a little higher. I think the defense, I think the defense not only gets a pick six, but we get a turnover that turns out to be three points. 
well then I I'll, think we I'll get 10. Okay, I'll stick with my original pr prediction from uh, 27th. You convinced me because I don't know why I was thinking that. I think both offenses are going to do yeah. about the same amount. Couple yeah. of TDs. Yep, 27 17. Yeah. I'm speaking with that. Couple right. of TDs, one in each half, and a field goal somewhere sprinkled in there, right? They're both going to, Tom's going to get his. I Packers are going to get theirs. But then on the other side, we know Tom gives the ball up two, three times a game. And I think he's going to chuck a pick six. And I think he's not only going to chuck a pick six, but he's going to throw an INT that we don't convert, but we get three. So he's going to throw Microsoft Windows Surface to the ground then. 2.0. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, little birdie told me. Yep. Are you ready? You, you might have a game. Boom, boom, boom. You want to play a game, Rogue? Do you, would you like to play a game? <laughs> All right. Here we go. What's the name of the game? It's kind of shooting off the hip here, but it's either Mexican president or Mexican curse words. Oh, sweet. Okay. All right. We need, I'm going to I'll name, be terrible at this, so this will I'm be gonna, good. I'm going <laughs> to... Give you a name, and you need to yeah. tell me if it's the name of a Mexican president or if okay. it a kind of alliteration Mexican play on curse words. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to get three. <laughs> Mel Melchor Muñiz. That's a curse word. I'm sorry. Melchor Musquiz. That's a curse word. It is not. It is a president oh. of Mexico from 1832. Of course. Of course. Of course. All right. You have to understand, I don't speak like a lick of English. I know. This or, <laughs> or Spanish. Ah, wah, wah. Okay. Right, number two. Yeah. Mariano Arista. Mariano Arista. President. That is correct. Mariano Arista was a president from 1851 to 1853. There's one. I'm going to get two more. That's one. Okay, let's do it. mark. All right. Jorge Nitales. That's a swear word. That is actually a swear word. It is Jorge Nitales, which is basically whore genitals. So you get two. Very good. Good job, sir. All right. How about Porfirio Diaz? That is a swear word. That is not a swear word. That is a president from 1876 <laughs> to 1880. That sounds like something like feel your ass. That's what I was like. Dude, so he was president from 1876 to 1880. And then again, what the fuck? 1841. How the fuck is that possible? I don't know. That's fucking wrong. 1876. I'd like to challenge. Can I Google challenge? Okay. I think okay. it has something to do with feel your ass. All right, go. Ready? Venustiano Carranza. That's a swear word. That is actually a, a president. Fuck. 1915, <laughs> 1917 to 1920. Venustiano Carranza. Man. All right. You got one, two. I've got two. I said That's I would three. get three. <laughs> Okay, Benito Camela. Okay, that's a swear word. That is is a swear word. It means come touch me. That's right. 
I know that one. Okay. Pa cogertes. That's a swear word. That is also a swear word. That is to fuck you. Yep. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> I've been yelled at by Spanish women before. <laughs> How about Benito Juarez? That's a president. That is a president. Good job, man. Five. 1859. Five. And then I don't know why it's 1859 to 1872, so I guess he was a dictator there for a while. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Oh, I already said that one. How about Agapito Grande y Duro? That is a swear word. Is it in my fucking inflection? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's six. That is, make a penis, that is make a penis large and hard. Let me tell you something. Bruce trash talked me I like did. there was no tomorrow. And I was convinced I am randomly guessing. <laughs> I'm at six. Oh, can I get a passing grade? Ready? I don't know. Here we go. Dun, 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 Foxy. So it's Vicente Fox. President. Fuck you. Yeah! Seven! Seven! There it is. Boom! Did I get seven? Yep. All right. Do you, want me to, do you want me to tell you? Or have you got more? Yeah. Okay, I've got seven. Lucho, okay, here we go. Lucho Portuano. That's a president. That is not a president. Oh. That is fighting for Uranus. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> and I've got one more. Okay. Elber Galarga. Swear word. It is a swear word. It is Eight. a long penis. Okay. So you want me to tell you how I know? How? Your eyebrow goes up on the swear oh, word. Shit. <laughs> Because you're like, does he know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I suck. And dude, I'm good at poker. I've got yeah. no in poker. I'm pretty I'm good. I'm going to open up a new store. It's going to have, uh, we're going to have gambling and, uh, uh, you know, uh, alcohol. It's going to be called uh, Liquor in the Front, Poker in the Back. Yeah, dude. Sweet. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like $1, uh, $2, no limit poker yeah 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 that's the uh, other, and, and i don't I, I play i haven't played like the last time i went to vegas i didn't play at all because we just went to go see lady gaga yeah. uh and but i every time i've gone to vegas i just sit at a table and i play passive aggressive where i just fold 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 until i have a hand and the professionals at the table get really irritated with me yeah Eventually, some fucking moron sits down at the table that all these sharks want to fucking take his money, right? And yeah. I'm sitting there, and I've got a fucking hand, and I go, okay, I've got an 85% chance of winning this fucking hand, and yeah. I go all in. <laughs> it's like whatever I have, which is usually I start off with 100 bucks, so then I, you know, yeah. I go all in with the 100 bucks, and next thing you know, it's 800 bucks, and then it I take those seven chips and I hand them to my wife behind me and I keep a hundred right on the table and I do it again. And there's always a fucking moron who calls. Yeah. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've played a bunch. I played a bunch online in person. And I can tell you this, this has been my experience anyway. I know the rules. I know 
you know, what cards to play, what not to play. But there are times where you just don't get the cards and you yep. sit there folding the entire, I've gone through my entire hundred bucks and finally you look down, you're like, you got 10 bucks left. You're like, all right, fuck it. I'm going all in and trying yeah, to like make an something ace seven or something. It's like a yeah. seven. I finally got a fucking ace here. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> well, one, one time I had pocket aces and an ace and a three and a seven came up on the flop. Mm -hmm. And so I put in like a buck, right? And this other guy, he put in a buck, okay? He had an ace and a seven. I had trip aces, okay? So we call, he puts down another one, another seven comes down, okay? So I put in two bucks, he goes, he sits there for a little while, he calls, right? Mm -hmm. Then another seven drops, trip sevens. So now I'm thinking to myself, does he have trip sevens? You know, yeah. does he have quad sevens or do I, you know, am I, he's barely been betting. He checks. I raise, he goes all in. I, I call him. Fuck. Are you kidding me? I had pocket aces. Like those pocket aces are the killer, the killer. Yeah. Like I've lost more with pocket aces than I've won. I bet. Yeah. I like, I, I don't, not that I don't like aces. I like ace king. Yeah. Yeah, or ace jack or ace queen. Yeah, like something something high like that. But I remember one time I was in a tournament on uh, Poker Stars and I was down to like my last 50 bucks and I just went all in before I even, you know, saw yeah. the cards. I was like, fuck it. And it was like three seven off suit and three, three threes drop on the fucking flop, right? And you're like, look at that, quad threes. And so then I take my you know, 200 bucks or whatever. And I just go all in on the next one. And it's like queen five offsuit. Yep. Fuck. Sure enough. I get Three two votes. queens, two fives, right? Uh, we got some breaking news. Okay. Sammy Watkins on injured reserve. No. Yep. That's it for Sammy. That's it for Sammy, buddy. You gotta be kidding me. Nope. I was looking up because I have my little stats here on the phone that we were going to go through, and I just that just came through. Packers placed Sammy according to Adam Shitface, of course, right? Because I don't have him blocked on fucking Bleacher Report, but he's the one who's notifying me. See, Adam, everything that you say is just fucking shit, man. Fucker, fucking Adam Shitface. There it is. Yep, that's crazy. And right before the day before the game, right? So. <sighs> And it's with the hamstring injury. How the hell did that happen? What did he do? What'd you do? Wow. Wow. Four weeks. Oh, they're putting him on IR for four weeks because of the hamstring injury. So okay. who are they calling up? So everybody is saying, oh, he's out for the remainder of the season. But then the officials are going, no, no, he's being put out for four weeks on the IR. So John Winfrey is up. See, I don't think the Packers are done grabbing wide receivers. You know who I they brought we're up? we're going to get somebody. Winfrey. No, well, no. they Patrick Taylor. To the active roster. Yeah. So there's our third running back. So what are we going to do? We're going to run and throw short passes. We're going to cut them a million times. Death by a thousand cuts. That's crazy, That's Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I thought for sure we were going to get. But you know what? I didn't think he was going to play more than eight games. I had him at 14 games, man. Yeah, that's why I picked Dobbs. That's why I picked Dobbs because Dobbs is the dark horse here, right? He's he's the unknown. 
Absolutely. Poor Sammy. Poor Sammy. Damn it. I was hoping that we'd, we'd at least get somewhere around midseason when the schedule got a little bit lighter, when we would miss him for a few games. But he's out for four weeks on the IR. He's eligible to come back, right? So we'll just have to see. Maybe we get Bakhtiari back. That would be nice. Every, that's what I was about to ask you because, you know, there was they were talking about, like, people trashing Bakhtiari. There's nothing like that out there. That's all fucking fake people trashing Bakhtiari. Packers are, yeah. are curious. I had him coming back week four based on just, you know, what the doc said. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also of the sentiment that if he doesn't come back by week four, he's not coming back uh, yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm on the fence. Come on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want the best left tackle in the game back, period. Yeah, buddy. Period. But praying for you, man. Yeah, we're praying for you, man. We want you back chugging beers and uh, pancaking ends. Saturday's pod in the books. You have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday for Mailbag Monday. You got any questions for us? Don't forget you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word. Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. You can find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. Send us a DM. Find us on Facebook, Packers Without Borders, Instagram, Packers Without Borders, and Instagram merch as Bruce packages and sends each shirt with loving care to everyone's house once a or week. hand delivered if necessary or hand delivered if necessary right so bruce will be coming to halifax if you live in halifax he'll be uh it's only a 41 hour drive he'll yep. be right there um manscaped monday mailbag when your balls have a tingle give them a shave <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why i keep going back to that stupid i don't know i okay bye <laughs> You'll never take me alive, coppers. I'm in here with my manscaped. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to find here because I do really want to give a shout out to our Patreons. All there, you know, there are eight of you. I will tell you, I'll be totally honest. It's yeah, um, it is humbling that you guys are willing to do this. You guys are so dedicated, so nice. Um, you know, it's just it just truly appreciate it. So, shout out to our Patreons. I'm trying to find, I know, um, you know. It, it, it's been it's been amazing uh mina jackson shelly robert mcnice you know jeremy carla uh don jay and brad thank you guys so much um for your support absolutely love you peace go pack go this has been packers without borders try and be kind to one another try and love each other and go pack go esto ha sido empacadores sin fronteras no se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. All right, buddy. Not easy, but this one's for you.
never kissed a girl.